2: says, late 30s, ICSI, no immune issues, multiple stim cycles and transfers. What would the next steps be if not getting any embryos to freeze to test them? And then she says, I should add, the reason for IVF is blocked tubes, but yet to have a successful pregnancy.
1: Multiple um, transfers and, and lack of success needs more detailed uh, investigation. And to some extent, what I just said in relation to mis- or miscarriages uh, are the similar tests that I would want to be doing to make sure that there was nothing specific that we could treat to improve the situation. In your late 30s, the odds of getting more than one embryo at a time is probably in the order of 50-50. So you know, 50% of women will only get one embryo, no matter how hard we push the ovaries to produce lots of eggs, and no matter how, yeah, no matter what we do to try and help things. I would certainly, if I was giving a second opinion, like to have a look at what was be what had been done in terms of stimulation. Uh, I'm afraid I was, I do see patients who, particularly, being treated by people who are not trained subspecialists, board certified fertility specialists, going through cycle after cycle without it really changing anything and, and not going looking for, for things. So yeah, I make sure that, that you've been fully investigated before moving on. But if the idea is to, by testing, you mean doing genetic testing. Um, certainly, even with one embryo, if we get into a situation of multiple failures and inability to get more than one embryo, uh, I would still be keen to test that individual embryo.
2: Prof, does COVID 19 kill semen?
1: Any uh, viral illness, and that could be the flu, you know, a common cold, if it's severe, has always been known to hit sperm for a short period of time. And a febrile, a long febrile you know, a te- uh, illness where you've got a temperature rise um, is associated with reduction in sperm. And yes, that has been shown. It's not that COVID kills sperm, it's just that the the viral illness itself switches off uh, sperm production, but it recovers.
2: Jess goes on to say, I'm doing a transfer with Dr. Raymond. When transferring the embryo, do you get to pick the best spot in the uterus to place it or would the embryo move around before hopefully implanting? (laughs) Good
1: question. Dr. Raymond works at Hunter IVF and I know they have an ultrasonographer who scans you at the time of the uh, procedure. And the the evidence uh, is that Putting, getting the embryo a centimetre below the top of the uterus would appear to be the best spot. However, there have been studies which show that the embryo does wander and that the fluid, even when it's put in very gently, can spill elsewhere in the uterus, which is why there's a 1% chance of an ectopic pregnancy when you have IVF. Uh, uh, by just putting it in the uterus doesn't guarantee you won't get uh, an ectopic. So yes, they can move around.
2: Question from Samantha. Hi, Prof. I'm 31 years and had a chemical pregnancy nine years ago. Since then, I have not been able to be pregnant. I've done five retrievals and six transfers, all failed to implant. I've tried clexane and intralipids too. Should I keep trying or hit the brakes and search for answers? I have done two laparoscopies last year to remove stage two endo. If I don't have success this time, I will book to have a consult with you.
1: I'm more than happy to go through your cycles. I'm sure that they're, they're, well, they're, they're, no, they're, getting a second opinion is always useful. I mean, in IVF Australia, we actually have, and an, you know, may you ask your own specialist to do this, um, we have a monthly meeting of all the doctors. And when we have patients that are not getting pregnant, and we look, we're thinking about why, um, we have a group discussion. Um, and see whether there are any things that might have been missed, or people have got other ideas about what to do. Uh, I'm not a great fan of intralipid. Uh, the, the scientific evidence is basically zero. Um, I know that people are making money out of doing it, um, but I'm I'm not convinced that it uh, has any uh, s- uh, benefit in terms of success rates. And and randomised controlled trials. There are only a couple of small ones. Don't. You know prove it doesn't work and and i think there's a small risk with intralipids in terms of um, uh, the immune response that, that some women might get to it. so i'm i'm against it
2: pro follow-up question from Samantha who had the chemical pregnancy she says another question my day twenty one progesterone is around sixty five if i do a natural fet do i need progesterone support can progesterone be too high for implantation as my doctor wants to put me on an eight hundred milligram Overdrill booster?
1: Well, the evidence suggests that you can't have too much. Um, I would agree that 65 on day 21 is fine. What we don't know, uh, and that's why we give luteal phase support, uh, particularly when we've had an, um, unsu- a lack of success in the past, um, is how quickly that level drops off and potentially breaks down the lining before the right time. So um, overdrill, I mean, I, I used to to be a regular user, particularly in in frozen cycles, uh, of using Pregnal but we were, that's now off the market, and we use ovadrol instead in small doses, and it will be small doses, probably three doses of, um, of eight clicks. I think <laughs> is the is the standard um, luteal phase support. And what that is doing is make, conning the body into believing that you're already pregnant, and that to keep a pregnancy going, the ovary, the corpus luteum. Uh, produces more progesterone and that's that's the basis of it. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey podcast from the navigation menu.
0: Thank you for listening to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF Journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1 800 311 483 or by emailing him Michael.chapman at IVF.com.au